Welcome to this reflection today. I trust you will find a small nugget to help you in your journey of faith. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we praise you for who you are, our magnificent King, Lord of all creation and supreme over all things and beings. As we take a few moments today to listen to what you have to say to us, may we have open hearts, minds and eyes to feel, hear and see what you want to say to us. We ask this in the holy name of Jesus, our living Saviour. Amen. In our house group, before the breakout of the pandemic and subsequent lockdown, we started studying a series that looked at an exploration of Lent through household objects. One in particular seemed very relevant for Bethel as we are thinking about our 2020 vision. Spectacles and spiritual short sight. So I invite you to join me as we look more closely at this topic. Yes, the pun is fully intended. Firstly, let's look at some historical facts about spectacles. Did you know that? Three quarters of the world's population need to wear spectacles. More than 90% of those aged over 65 need spectacles. Measurement of 2020 sight began in 1843. Bifocals have been around since 1824. Varifocals were invented in 1907. The first spectacles can be traced back to 13th century Italy. Now let's listen to the reading from 2 Peter chapter 1 verses 5 to 11. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self-control and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, mutual affection, and to mutual affection, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from becoming ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have them is short-sighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from the past sins. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. For if you do these things, you will never stumble and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Here's a question for you to think about. For those of you who wear spectacles, what can't you do if you cannot wear them for any reason? In the facts, we learnt that the first spectacles can be traced back to 13th century Italy. The first reference to using lenses for corrective vision was only two centuries earlier. This meant that the writer of 2 Peter and everyone who read it for the next thousand years knew exactly what it was to be short-sighted 
but had no prospect of a remedy. When Jesus healed the blind man at Bethsaida in Mark chapter 8, it was a two-stage process. And after the first stage, the man said, I can see people, but they look like trees walking in verse 24. Anyone who is short-sighted can relate to that. That's what they see if they take their glasses off in a busy street. Perhaps you can empathise with this. A large percentage of the world's population shares this ability to relate to the man who sees trees walking. One in three people in the UK are short-sighted and it's becoming more common. We must assume that many of our ancestors in biblical times were visually impaired to some degree. There was no remedy, it seems. And while screens and road signs were hardly there to be seen, short-sightedness was recognised, accepted and lived with as a matter of fact for so many lives. So what's the difference between short and long-sightedness? I've always conf confused about this until now. Myopia is the term for short-sighted. This means that close objects are easy to see while further objects are blurry. Hyperopia is the term for long-sighted. Distant objects are clearly visible whilst nearby objects are not so clear. Myopia or short sight is the most common as we've already heard. It is therefore interesting to notice that the Apostle Peter uses such a common affliction as a metaphor for his reader's inability to see what is necessary to lead a fruitful earthly life preceding eternal life. He presents an emotional hierarchy for daily living found that is founded on love. Love underpins mutual affection which supports godliness. Godliness is what enables perseverance and perseverance, self-control, which fuels knowledge, which itself supports goodness, which manifests itself in faith. As you will see from the reading, the list works in either direction, connecting the virtues of faith and love and is helpful whichever way you look at it. In Peter's chain of support, love is at one end and faith at the other. Peter says that if you cannot see this, you are spiritually short-sighted, unable to see that underneath it all is the cleansing of sins we have received through the love of Jesus Christ. Having identified a spiritual short-sightedness, Peter offers a remedy. His corrective lenses for faith involve renewal in Christ, remembering our call in order to see the underpinnings of faith clearly. For if we can see them well enough, we will not trip up, humiliated at the gates of the kingdom, unable to see the path ahead. While we may feel that Peter's analogy of short-sightedness and blindness is harsh, given that no one could help being so or correct it, it is, however, 
an analogy that everyone could understand perfectly well, often from their own experience. It is hard for us to fully appreciate that most people in the first century could not see properly. Peter may not have had good sight himself, and we can surely assume that Jesus' disciples were not all blessed with 20-20 vision, even if some of them were fishermen who probably needed to see well by day and night. Peter's corrective lenses can help us see to the heart of our faith too. If you look long and hard at your motivations, desires, purpose for living and the manner in which you go about your business, can you see a strand of love and faith that is connected by goodness, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness and mutual affection? Or is some of it blurred like branches of a tree that are out of focus? Being short-sighted, do you need to look closer? Or perhaps you are long-sighted, in which case taking a step back and gaining distance can give the same benefit of clarity and focus. Either way, Peter's spectacles are helpful and we should wear them each and every day. We mentioned 2020 vision, but what is 2020 vision? Well, it's not a norm, but a standard, and most people fall short or long of it. The term is used to express the normal visual acuity, that is the clarity or sharpness of vision, measured at a distance of 20 feet or six meters. It does not necessarily mean you have perfect vision. It only indicates the sharpness or clarity of vision at a distance. 2020 is used in North America and in Europe, 6-6 notation is used. These are based on letter charts, which are used in the standard eyesight test. The top or first number refers to the distance at which the chart is viewed, 20 feet or six meters. And the bottom or second number refers to the distance at which a person with ideal vision can see a letter clearly. So if you have 2040 or 612 vision, then you'll be able to see something from a distance of 20 feet or six meters that a person with perfect sight can see from 40 feet or 12 meters. From the beginning of this year, our Bethel family has been doing a lot of discussing, thinking and praying about God's vision for Bethel in the coming months and years. This took a different perspective when we heard David's news that he felt called to move on to lead a different church later this year. We are praying that the church weekend can still go ahead in November and that the content will contribute to a better understanding of what God is saying to us here at Bethel. Whilst preparing this reflection, I saw some other descriptions of short and long sightedness that reminded me of the different personalities we have in our church family. Whilst we are made in God's image, we are also one body 
and everyone has something to bring, offer and contribute. There is no one better way or only way, but a sum of all that God gives us to make a diverse whole. These differences can help us identify God's vision for us from different perspectives. Some will have long sight, be visionary, have imagination, think creatively and be discerning. However, they will also be watchful, shrewd, cautious and careful, asking the question why and seeing the big picture. Others will have short sight, seeking details and lots of information, wanting to use and build on successful previous experiences, expecting structure and process, and although may be perceived by others as unimaginative, they will ask the question how and want to know that we've got everything in place. As long as we use Peter's foundations in our approach, as we seek to discern God's plan for us, we can work together with all our differences to clearly see the picture God has for us. So how can we apply all that we have learned and been reminded of from this short reflection. Those who are short-sighted will put on their spectacles or put in their contact lenses as part of their morning routine and wear them for the rest of the day. It's an action they pay no attention to and once they are on, they stay on, unnoticed. Yet everything is noticed through them. I am long-sighted and I'm still getting used to the idea of having to wear glasses. Yeah, you may have noticed this. If I do not wear my glasses, I cannot see the small print or my computer screen without them. So I would not be able to do many things. Read my Bible, read music, read instructions, do work on my computer. My current job at Specsavers has given me a new respect for spectacles and vision, being able to see clearly using my corrective lenses for my own needs. We help those in third world countries by sending spectacles that are no longer needed here. I'm also reminded of the charities that provide volunteers with skills to conduct cataract operations to bring sight back to those in countries where this is not usually available. Contemplating the history of sight correction, I am grateful that I live in an age when poor sight is barely a disadvantage rather than a handicapping disability. The gifts of modern science and technology, which arise from the God-given grace of human intellect and insight, are worthy of thanksgiving each and every day. So glasses are a cause of thankfulness, one lens for the literal sight of the physical eye and the other for the inner self-examination made possible through the correction of spiritual short sight. Let's ask God to be our vision as we seek to see clearly through these corrective lenses by joining together in the hymn, Be Thou My Vision. Be thou my vision
to me, save that thou art. Let us draw this reflection to a close as we pray together. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word through Peter. May we take it to heart and use the corrective lenses on a daily basis. Lord Jesus, may we never lose sight of the love that led you to the cross on which you cleansed us from our sins. Open our eyes to see you alive, present and powerful today. Confirm your call in us that we may never stumble in faith, but rather walk in goodness, 
mutual affection and godliness all the days of our life. Amen.